to the Valentine's Day Saint Massacre episode featuring Aden and Darren. Smell my finger. You are? I am. I got a cigarette. I got a dildo. I'm good. Personally, I don't think anybody should be subjected to this sort of shit that we throw at each other all the time. Why not? <laughs> they deserve it. <laughs> Come yes, on. Is that what it is? We are bestowing fineness upon the masses. Well, I, I wasn't going to go that far with fineness. Oh, but... <laughs> yeah, you're probably right about that. Well, the world uh, needs to hear it, though. The world needs to hear what we have to say because <laughs> they're a filthy, disgusting lot. They are, they are, I suppose. But you know, what people can't see right now is that we are at the bar. And in my apartment, that the bar that we always drink at, <laughs> at the barracks, the house we affectionately call the barracks. This bar has seen many good times and terrible conversations. <laughs> yes. Top-hatted and low-browed. That's how we roll. Yeah. And it's right across from all my records and turntable and... It is, it is a place of, of, of much grand indulgence. And me and Aideen, that's right, I called him Aideen on the air. Ha <laughs> ah, <laughs> Me and Aideen. Like five names. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> me and Aideen often sit at this bar, and I am so glad that we are doing the St. Valentine's Day Massacre at this bar, because we it's pretty much a St. Valentine's Day Massacre every time we're at this bar. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It's, it, I would say it's bitching and whining about people and romance in the world, but it's not really bitching and whining so much as it is identifying how fucking stupid they are. Yeah, we're not bitching and whining, we're analyzing. That's right. <laughs> like feminists. <laughs> Did you just call me a feminist? I, swear I would to God. never. <laughs> <laughs> we're off to a bad start here, folks. We might have a fist fight. Woo! <laughs> Who will win? The queer or the chink? <laughs> Too bad we don't have any queer chinks to throw that equation out. Do you know any queer chinks? Oh, yeah, I do, and he has a fake British accent. It's annoying. Cheers. Cheers. To the massacre. To the massacre. <laughs> this is the St. Valentine's Day massacre because, at least, I'm going to put it out there. Va St. Valentine's Day sort of supplanted Lupercalia, the old pagan Roman festival, uh, which was... A festival that, uh, I'm just going to jump to it, ended with uh, the whipping of women. Yeah, I know. I read that. I was so happy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Born in the wrong era. Naked men running around beating girls. That's the way it should hey, be. Hey, hey, hey. I'm still running around beating girls. I don't know what your problem is. Yeah, but not naked. <laughs> well, then it gets too cold. But whatever. I'm just joking. But no, seriously. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm kidding. But seriously, no. Um... So, yeah, so so St. Valentine was a martyr. Actually, we don't know exactly the origins of St. Valentine. I've heard of your stories. Yeah. Um, that did, they, like, kept his head in one of the churches in Rome for a while. They do that a lot. Yeah. Keep heads and bodies. And... Those Catholics are weird. I, I used to be one of them. I guess. You guess, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's not that I used to. I was born into a Catholic family, so mm. naturally. I think it actually informed quite a bit of uh, my satanic leanings. Catholicism? <laughs> totally. What, the pretty nuns? Well, 
that aside, um, <laughs> Catholicism is just one of those incredibly morbid pagan religions. It really is just a repackaged paganism. Yeah, but without all the fun. It's so sad. Like, have you ever gone to a Catholic funeral? They lock the doors. You're in there for two hours. Yeah. It's so depressing. They are a depressing religion. Ugh. It's true. <laughs> That's probably why I just couldn't stay in the long term. Mm. I'm having way too much fun for that shit. I don't know. The altar boys were always a good time. <laughs> oh, yeah? Did you go through the seminary? <laughs> no, no. I just had Boy Scouts. I just had some fun. Sometimes uh, yeah. we met in a Catholic church, and we had to go to the Mass, and other times I... Mm, the Methodist Church. God don't live there no more. <laughs> oh, good times. I banged the scout son bent over the altar on the thing. Really? Yeah. Nice. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do <laughs> I'm a motherfucking sorry. special here. He's getting text messaged. He, there, there's a guy texting and asking if I'm available to suck his dick. I, is that your gay da? Is your gay da going on? That is not my gay da, but... <laughs> Are you getting a reading on the gay da? Not on the gay da. This is the next step. This is, um... Oh my god, there's another step? God help us. Yes, the next Satan step is text messages. Oh. It's the guy. The guy across the street. Oh. Comes over for a good face fucking every now and then. This is the guy who cheats on his boyfriend, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's also sleeping with another neighbor of ours, who happens to be a friend of mine. <laughs> so me and the neighbor just laugh about it all the time. Yeah, and he's, and he's lying through his teeth to both of you, right? Uh, no, well, he's lying to him. He's not lying to me. Oh, okay. Well, aren't you privileged? <laughs> no, I'm just good at being the whore I am. You sure are, you motherfucker. Ah, don't be <laughs> jealous just because you're stealing. Oh, oh, now, now who's guilty? Who's that? Uh, <laughs> Come on, uh, talk. No, we're not talking about my fucking text messages, all right? This is supposed to be a St. Valentine's Day massacre. Turning well, my cell phone off. Was it a girl? It was Jerry. Oh. That doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jerry, you didn't hear that. <laughs> I don't think she listens to our shows anyway. Anyway, back to Valentine's Day. Let's go Day. back to Valentine's Day. Do yes. you, have you ever done anything special on Valentine's Day? Um, I, uh, sort of. <laughs> With some of the ex-girlfriends, I've done things like, like take them out to dinner and whatnot, but in, in general, uh... I, I, it's there. I have a problem with certain holidays more so than others, and I kind of throw Christmas into the same category. It's a time when people take sort of a, a an affectation and a posture that is so open and generous and loving towards people that I can't help but be cynical about it and skeptical <laughs> because you know that that the rest of the year they're just bastards and that's why they need these holidays because they need to all of it, they need something to arbitrate them recentering back to not being an asshole <laughs> i've never thought of it that way i've always thought of it as excuses for christmas to get shit and for valentine's day to get laid yeah yeah well see that part see that's the part of it that i can get with in valentine's day <laughs> <laughs> you need that valentine's is... day to get laid no, but it's just another excuse to. 
<laughs> Who needs excuses? We have reasons. Yeah, well, yeah, reasons, uh, excuses. But then again, you deal with women. <laughs> I deal with men. We have reasons, not excuses. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, I have reasons and not excuses. Reasons like a, a penis that's cut in the shape of a hot dog? Don't jump ahead of the conversation. <laughs> we'll get to that. That's coming up? Oh, okay, that might be the next segment. Huh? Okay. We're going to we're gonna explain to you people how you can cut your penis into the shape of a papaya dog. <laughs> papaya dog. Oh my god, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, throw some sauerkraut on it. I mean, I'm so mad and I can't... Bam! Looper Kelly is ready to go. I'm so mad I can't post that video online. What video? Of the penis. On a Milton and why can't you? Look at the shit we post. Well, because of Facebook, man. They keep, they took down Isis Vermouth's um, wall of dildos. The you wall think, of dildos. Yeah, so you think I can post a picture of a mutilated schlong? No, this isn't fair. But, you know, can't there be an argument made that this is an educational post, okay? I don't know how you can <laughs> somehow construe the wall of dildos as an educational post. I'm oh, sure they had many different sizes and colors. Yeah. I'm sure it was very, I'm sure it was very informative. It was. But, it made me rethink my dildo shopping. But but circumcision is a... That's good. Uh, <laughs> circumcision is a, a serious issue. That we are going to, I think this is, we might be segueing into our next segment here. Ah, like let's segue. I don't do shit on Valentine's Day anyway. Most of the time I spend it with straight men. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to stare up at the ceiling for a minute. Yeah, I'm going to watch you stare at the ceiling. <laughs> this is going to be the third fucking time. Well, no, no, with my ex, but I can't remember what we did on Valentine's Day. The last Valentine's Day, we split right before it. The last two, I don't fucking remember what we did. <laughs> is that good? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Valentine's Day never is... It's never meant anything to me. Really? Really? You've never had a sweet Valentine's Day? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's insightful. <laughs> I'm far too cynic, uh, cynical and realistic. <laughs> oh god <laughs> also read that as jaded folks we are, oh my god i'm yeah. not jaded nor am i bitter i'm realistic and cynical what is that map you posted on my facebook resistance is futile <laughs> oh yeah that's right yeah the more cynical you uh the more pessimistic you seem it's actually the more realistic you are yeah yeah <laughs> Something like that. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. that's probably true. Yeah. That's, I can't I can't deny it. When I used to write Asian Provocateur for the Aquarian Weekly, I remember writing a column called Cynicism is Good. So I just I'm threw it out there. Up. I got all those articles still archived. And 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 oh, so so let me bring this up. We haven't even said this. You're the host of Militant Eroticism. I am the host of Asian Provocateur. I am Darren Diaside, and you are I'm a den or den. Or a dean. I'm or calling Aiden. him a dean. <laughs> I never once called him a den. Uh, I'm not even sure what my name is supposed to be anymore. <laughs> Thinking about giving it up if it wasn't for everything else I have. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop believing, Aiden. That's right. Just like Journey. I damn you. <laughs> damn you. Leave it to so, an Asian to do a karaoke reference. So, so my show. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> so my show is. I suppose politically oriented, an extension of the agent provocateur column that I used to do for the Aquarian Weekly. 
and that was a column that was an editorial column and they wanted me at the time to talk about issues but from an alternative point of view and that was something that came naturally because well just because of what I talk about on stage sometimes and also just people knowing me know that I have a pretty <laughs> different point of view I've never thought so <laughs> <laughs> so so I got referenced into it by a photographer who was into my music and wound up writing this column for a while until the magazine downsized and then that the whole concept went on hiatus until Adam came to me and Adam asked me if I wanted to uh, do a segment because we had talked about a lot of politics and I guess he was intrigued by a lot of it and then once I started getting into nine cents I got a den <laughs> a den As, of what? <laughs> a den of dildos! Yay! Hooray! Oh, that's so happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so then I was like, you were doing naughty bits at the yeah. time, but naughty bits seems to always just be this thing that is done either as convenience or doesn't peer above the surface too often pretty much david and heather are being very successful at their own thing and i have militant eroticism too i don't want to say fill the void but it's um well but i'm gonna use that phrase because i can't think of another one <laughs> <laughs> but well you're the one who put me up for militant eroticism to get me out of your apartment <laughs> yeah yeah basically I, was, I i thought you know you were doing naughty bits it's it was floundering and adam really wanted another alternative point of view and i knew that you were going to do that i wasn't worried hey, about that cause, i just say let's be frank we're wing nuts <laughs> I, I am not just because i say rape is an evolutionary advantage Pedi you're born a pedophile and that gay marriage is a wicked, wicked thing does not mean I have an alternative point of view. I just have the right one. Yeah, I agree. See, wing nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, fine. But but given given what your show is and what my show is, we figured the St. Valentine's Day massacre was going to be a. A melding of the two concepts so we're gonna we're gonna take all the things that that are sort of suck the romance out of relationships that's right sex and politics that's right <laughs> sex and politics what relationships actually are and no one wants to admit to yes <laughs> and how we use sex to create interesting economic and political arrangements ooh don't you just feel your chocolates melting and your penis getting flaccid right now? <laughs> well, not me. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Again, wing nuts. <laughs> we might have to wrap this up now. <laughs> hey, no. Um, Are we 15 minutes? I don't know. I don't know anymore. Did the buzzer go off? But don't lie, don't lie to people. This is just an excuse for us to sit at the bar and drink and force feed people the crazy shit that goes on here on every pretty much every night. Here, being the barracks? Yes. Yeah. It is pretty interesting here. <laughs> um, you could say that and get away with it. <laughs> I love my house. I love your house. Oh, we love it so much. Can we get a golf clap? Hole in one, folks. All right. <laughs> Welcome to our crazed world. <laughs>
right, let's get this show going. Let's wrap it up. We're going to talk about how to split your penis into the shape of a hot dog when we come back. <laughs> okay, let's see what we've got for bills today. Let's see. Car insurance is due. And the phone bill came in. Hey, what's this? Oh, I got a Valentine's Day card from Adam. Oh, that's so sweet of him. Oh, let's see what this says. Hey, guys, just wanted to wish you both a happy Valentine's Day. Oh, that's so nice of him. I can't apologize enough for the recent confusion over my email message. What? When I told your woman I wanted to pump my... Oh, my God. <laughs> wanted to pump my jizz in her ear? I can only repeatedly assure you I meant to type jazz. What the fuck is Adam talking about? Holy shit. Wait, what else does this say? Looking forward to seeing you both so I can apologize in person the next time I'm in Baltimore. Baltimore? Oh my god, this must be Aaron and Josh's card. He must have put it in the wrong envelope. Holy shit. He wrote, I want to pump my jizz in your ear to Aaron and tried to pass that shit off as a typo? Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Alright, who wants to get circumcised? Yeah. Again! Let's all get circumcised again. It was so much fun the first time. Can a rabbi suck my penis? Oh my god, yes, a rabbi <laughs> has to suck your penis, but it's not gay, it's Jewy. <laughs> That's right, and Jews can do no wrong. <laughs> if a rabbi sucks your penis after a circumcision, will you get the jupies or the gay meningitis? <laughs> You'll only get the gay meningitis if you're a queer, and that's God's way of punishing you. Now, if you get the hypies, that means your parents didn't haggle enough with the rabbi for the brisk. And God's other way of You're on a roll. Keep going. <laughs> I can't. And if someone drops the dreidel, then you'll get both. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Satan help us. No, we, well, we're going to do some circumcision now, right? <laughs> Why do you want to scare me? I already have a small penis. I'm going to be a cave dweller. You guys can't see it, but uh, no one that, when I said that, Aideen tightened the crossing of his legs a little bit more. <laughs> Which is pretty amazing for a bottom. Mm. Mm. Crust. Really, you don't you don't like have some techniques to clench a little harder? Oh, you mean like kegels? Yeah, it's like anal kegels. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm kind of doing them right now. That's why I'm hopping. Oh, yeah. Right. My pink sock kind of acts as like a what's what's that thing called? Flashlight? No, <laughs> <laughs> a spring, a spring. So when I do my kegels to try to get it back in there, I start hopping up and down. Oh, okay. yeah, it's what makes me a good bottom. There you go. The hopping. <laughs> You're a hopping bottom. <laughs> anyway, circumcision. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about genital mutilation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we are. This St. Valentine's Day massacre is off to a great start. That's folks. right. Genital mutilation. <laughs> so, <laughs> all I'm sick of all these women bitching about. Don't take my clip, bitch. You took my foreskin, and I, being a modern man, part of the LGBT community, believe in women's rights. So. 
Take my skin, I'm gonna take your clitoral uh, hood, bitch. Aideen, you know, now, now you're just being spiteful. That's a war of attrition, okay? Like, nobody's genitals should be mutilated no. without their consent. With their consent, mutilate away. In fact, let's talk about this, this uh, cutting your penis straight down the center and throwing some sauerkraut and mustard on it. <laughs> the penile sub-incision? That's the most sub incision. Oh god. Those that's words what really together <laughs> cringe. <laughs> oh, when you walked in, I just threw the picture in front of you. So Darren just walked into my apartment while I'm uh, making dinner and I'm like, "Hey, look at this picture." And it was this mutilated penis that had no bottom to it. And he just is like, "Ah!" <laughs> First thing you see when you walk in my apartment, folks, cock cock. I'm just, you know, I'm used to just walking in your apartment and walking into a situation at this point. Maybe it's a mutilated penis. Maybe it's a gay orgy. You're exaggerating. You've never walked into a gay orgy. I've come pretty fucking close at least a few times. And I've definitely had to leave the apartment because if I stayed any longer, I would have been in one or around one. It's not my fault my (laughs) friends think you're attractive. They have bad taste. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad they have bad taste. Jesus Christ. I'm not. Uh, Makes me look bad. God. Anyway. Oh my God, this Asian's making me look bad. (laughs) Someone put a cardigan on him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Penile subincision is pretty much practiced in Australia, Africa, and um, the uh, Amazon basin. Is this a a byproduct of Islam or... Neither. There's nothing religious about it. It's mostly cultural. And um, boys usually have to do it to themselves. Jesus Christ, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> it's to prove your manhood. Uh, I gotta yeah. be a man by cutting off the yeah. symbol of my manhood. Nothing shows that you're a man more than mutilating your penis into the shape of a hot dog. That's right. Oh, there are interesting standards out there. <laughs> but it pisses me off when I see all these posters and on the news and on the UN reports, we have to stop female genital mutilation. But they only they only talk about the first two kinds of male circumcision, the dorsal yeah. slit, which is where um, shit. I wish we were on video. So take, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I'm pretty sure they wish that 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 you aren't on video. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, take your penis. He's dropping his pants right now, folks. <laughs> well, why would I drop my pants? Can't see it anyway. <laughs> anyway, so take your penis. And look straight down at it. The dorsal slit is when you cut off the front, but leave the back. It's like a mullet. When you cut it, <laughs> does your penis sound like a dolphin? <laughs> really? That was terrible. Sorry. <laughs> Don't you dare accuse me of corny jokes. All right, go ahead. Hey, my jokes are brilliant. I'm just, it's unfortunate that no one else is smart enough to understand them. Yes, very unfortunate. Continue. <sighs> I couldn't even inhale, thank you. <laughs> um, so, and then the one, you know, we're all familiar with, they pull the skin up and they, um, what's that little contraption? It looks like a little cup. And then you kind of put it on the top and oh, slip it off. Good God. Now, they say it does not decrease sensitivity. I find that to be bullshit. Yes, removing the skin doesn't in and of itself decrease sensitivity. Now, but, you know, you, uh, you know... Uh, I have to say, like, I've always looked at uh, the question of circumcision from 
a rather removed point of view for the longest time until actually until I met you. You challenged me to 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 look at it a little differently as more of I had the double standard for the longest time. Look at this differently, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> no, God, hold on. I have a point here. <laughs> the point is this: um, for the longest time, I had the double standard that I think is a mainstream double standard, which is that female genital mutilation and circumcision is an atrocity and terrible, and you know we should frown upon it, and it's barbaric and blah blah blah. But I never really looked at it that way towards my own sex until recently. Um, and you were one of the first people who challenged me on that. And, Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and looking at the evidence and, you know, looking at the arguments that you presented, is it, it is really a double standard that we allow men against any sort of consent to, to uh, it's just assumed to be okay to, to circumcise them. Yeah, and it's a waste of time medically, anyway. The argument is, well, it helps prevent against HIV and STDs, yeah? So does teaching your child to wash underneath your foreskin. You know, should I cut off my butt cheeks because I'm too lazy to wipe my ass? <laughs> well, that's going to be an interesting father-son moment. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's, it's, um... <clears throat> it can't be any more embarrassing than teaching your kid how to wipe their ass. That's true. I mean, it's really just, son, pull it down, wash it. I don't see the problem in that. Now, on the <laughs> other hand, I'm kind of a hypocrite because I don't see too many uncut cocks that I like. You, generally, if they're uncut, I don't like them. So, so aesthetically, circumcision you you find uh, you find foreskins kind of gross and yeah. Strange. But look where I was raised. Now, there's other guys that I've where seen. Where were you raised in a barn or? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Here, if you go to Europe, it's the opposite. <clears throat> when they see an uncut one, or I'm sorry, when they see a cut one, they're like. Uh, what? That what? What's that? What's going, what's going on there? That and, well, I mean, I've seen penises, you know, are kind of like vaginas. They don't, no two look the same. <laughs> well, you know, um, well, yeah. <laughs> the uncut ones, I've seen good ones, I've seen bad ones, but I will say they're far more comfortable. The uncut ones? Yeah, oh yeah, they're far more comfortable. It's like silk in your ass. Very <laughs> See what you're missing out on, ladies? Silk, all right? In your ass. Well, in their ass. Unless you're Darren. into that thing. <laughs> no, in their ass. <laughs> All right, in your ass, fine. But anyway, <laughs> it's interesting. I think that now there is a bit of a, a backlash against circumcision. I posted an article on Agent Provocateur recently about how in Denmark and Sweden there's a bit of a movement to stop it. Now, well, why not? I mean, they failed in California. Hmm. What happened in California? There's a there was a big move in California about make them uh, let them choose at 18, like any other kind of body modification. And the um, the argument against that was it was a violation of uh, religious freedom. So, the Jew that we know, yes, um, we'll just call him the Jew. So he sure. he was like, well, that you can't be considered Jewish unless you're circumcised. So it really is kind of violating the religious freedom or some bullshit like that. But it doesn't <laughs> matter. It's a child's choice. Yeah, and yeah. no one else's. Well, you know, the reli religious freedom can, can often come into conflict with the rights of children, especially when no. you're molesting them. <laughs> I've never heard of such a thing. <laughs> yeah. So you know, in the balance of you know, people seem to think that freedom is absolute when in fact it's it's sort of a zero sum game. 
one's freedom is often predicated on taking someone else's freedom away. Oh yeah, freedom's conditional. Yeah. So... Much like love. How's that for Valentine's Day reference? There you go, people. Love is conditional. You just took your woman out for an expensive dinner and got her chocolate, and all she's going to do is give you something that she should enjoy to begin with. All right, Andrew Dice Clay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on a roll. (laughs) We are massacring. I have to say, this is good. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's um, I have to edit. Asian provocateurs newswire a lot. Let me tell you, people do not see half the shit that happens on Asian provocateurs webs uh, website newswire. And because... I bitch you out for it every day. Uh, no, you know I you I think that on the internet everyone has a podium and everybody is spouting their shit left and right. You know the say opinions on the internet are like assholes. Everyone's, everyone's got one. Yeah. Everyone's got one, and they all stink. Yeah. Ooh, didn't hear the latter part that's nice that's the punchline yeah Yeah. well you know me with jokes (laughs) that's why your jokes are so wonderful you just forget the punchline but um but uh i posted that denmark sweden article and there were a couple comments that i just deleted without hesitation because people just with no reason or explanation of anything were like leave it alone don't attack this why they didn't give a reason. So, so it is a, it is a very you're, it's very interesting how people have connected this this strange form of genital genital mutilation into uh, like a cultural identity. Well, it it kind of always but, has been. But here, all right, I'm gonna, this is a little TMI for the audience out there. I'm circumcised. I'm not Jewish, and most uh, from what I know, most people who are circumcised. Uh, most a lot of them aren't Jewish. Well, yeah. Now it's a medical. It's medically routine. They barely even ask the parents anymore. Mm. So, because I asked my parents, did the doctors ask you? No, not really. They... Are you circumcised? Yeah. Yeah. I'm white, and I live in America. Of course, I'm circumcised. That's good. <laughs> that's, that's good. <laughs> that's how we do in America. Well, that's right. We cut our dicks and praise the Lord. <laughs> praise the Lord and praise the Praise the Lord and pass the circumcision scissors. Ah. <laughs> Oh, Paul, I'm so happy. All this corn and cut penis. <laughs> Foreskin and corn for everyone. Oh, for everybody. <laughs> Sometimes I think we have way too many inside jokes, and that's why no one can ever follow our conversations. Yeah, well, screw you guys. Welcome to the massacre. <laughs> We're going to do it. We won't. <laughs> We're going to cut a bunch of penises up and put the foreskin into a stew and drink it. We, we can do what we want. We won't. <laughs> Yeah, circumcision seems to be as seems to have always been a cultural thing, and for boys, about proving your bravery and manhood. I just I don't get that. Let me cut myself to prove my bravery and my manhood. No, let me. I don't know. It seems it seems better to go kill a wolf or something. Or <laughs> <laughs> go out there and kill a wolf instead of cutting yourself. Yeah, do something manly. Yeah, go out there, hunt, provide, do something. Whatever, mm. but um, now it's it's now it's backed by uh, medical science and research saying it pre- helps prevent STIs, STDs, and HIV and AIDS. Um, but when I looked at the research articles, it was yeah, it helped, but they have poor hygiene in the places where it did help. So <laughs> it helped. Is so they took away the thing that they never cleaned. So circumcision helps, but so does clean water. Yes. <laughs> 
There we go. <laughs> and Female circumcision is a phenomenon connected to Islam. I, I want to put it out there because we're, we're not picking on the Jews here. Well, and so, India. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, and Hindu, too. In Hindi culture, yes. Yeah. So we're just going to pick on everybody. Yeah, well, <laughs> so that's what this is all about, right? I'm good at that. I don't know. <laughs> not very good at favoritism. Just gonna look at you for a minute. What what do I favorite? Women. What fa- right. <laughs> uh, women? I I have favoritism to women. Are you serious? <laughs> Looks so insulted. I am insulted. Have we not been friends for the past how many years? Ten. Do you know anything about me? Anyway. Wow, ten years, really? Who hell lasts around you that long? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> And, and still you don't know a goddamn thing about me. Anyway, <laughs> hey, I don't collect um, fucking pornographic videos of only women. <laughs> That's because you're gay. At least I'm not sexist. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, anyway. Oh, where, what's our time here? I think we, we might have to transition out of here. I think I think we've sufficiently grossed everyone out talking about it. No, uh, five more men, women. Uh Five more women? Oh my god! I was raised Muslim. What do you want from me? No, God, five more women. I killed 3,000 more people than the last guy. (laughs) Uh, No, five more minutes. Let's, uh. Yeah, we're good. Five more minutes, what? Five more minutes of. To talk about ripping the shit out of women. Circumcision? Alright, God. Oh, man. Cut him! Alright. <laughs> well, at, well, that's one type of circumcision is the clitorectomy. Yeah, just remove. Uh, wait, are you talking about removing the clitoral hood or the clitoris? Both. All right. But there's another type of circumcision where they actually sew the vagina shut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the third type. I can't remember what it's called at the top of my head, and that shit is dangerous. Um, yeah. But the, those Hindu uh, trannies do it too. Uh, the ones where you know they're only honored one day a year. They wear dresses, and a lot of them get their penis removed, but they don't get a vagina put in. Put in. Like it's an installation. Installed, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But what they do is they just remove the penis, and then they just keep a little hole, and then, you know, they're prostitutes, so they get pounded in the tushet. In the what? In the tushet. Is that the hole or the ass? Okay. No, it's the hole is like... See, this is why we need video. the hole or the ass or the hole in the ass? The hole is smaller than the top of their spear bottle. Okay. For pee. He now, just showed me a beer bottle of homebrew, folks. That's what we're <laughs> drinking. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> so it's it's the hole is. No one but a chink or myself could get in there. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. All right. Adine, is your penis really that small? I mean, let's let's get down to this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like it's it's the source of myth now. You've really just. <laughs> You wouldn't believe how often that gets me laid. When yeah. everyone around you that saying that, that... That's so counterintuitive. I know, right? <laughs> when everybody says that they have a 9 inches, say you have a 2.25 because a lot more people will want to see yours. That, and when they see it, see it not be 2.25 hard, it will seem a lot bigger. Because mm. they're expecting something really tiny. Oh, keep the expectations low, I see. That's right. <laughs> That's why I'm so mean to everybody. Because when I do something nice, it seems like I'm a really sweet guy that no one understands. <laughs> but I'm just really a big bastard. Uh, he is. That's true, folks. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm an expert opinion on this. 
Oh, hey, a letter. Or a card. A Valentine's Day card from Adam. That's kind of ballsy of him after that email he sent. Let's see. I just wanted to take this opportunity to wish you both a happy Valentine's Day. Okay. I can only repeat that I meant no offense by my recent remark. Mm, yeah, sure you didn't. The reference to your man wearing high heels, suspenders, and a bra is an old comedy reference. What? An old comedy reference that I thought one of you might recognize. I truly meant no offense. I don't think your man is a cross-dresser, and I certainly don't want your man coming after me with a chainsaw because of it. Uh, Josh? Yes? Have you threatened Adam with a chainsaw? Uh, no. What the fuck is Adam talking about? What else does this say? Let's see. I look forward to apologizing to you both in person the next time I am in Massachusetts. What is Massachusetts? This must be Jesse's card. He must have stuck it in the wrong envelope. What a dipshit. Uh, so Jesse's man is a lumberjack and Adam called him a crossdresser. Jeez, good luck with that one, Adam. Ow, 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 ow. $10 for a hand job. That's it? Well, I never said I was good at it. <laughs> you get what you pay for. That's right. So if I give 100 bad hand jobs, I just made 100 easy dollars. Maybe a little bit of carpal tunnel, but hey, that's what I have insurance for. <laughs> and a lot of chafed peni. Well, them, them, not me. I don't like getting hand jobs. Well, I'm saying that's what that's what you get, you know. Chain Everybody peanut. sucks at it. Everybody sucks at hand jobs. So far, <laughs> which is a funny statement in and of itself. <laughs> so so far, you mean like the of the men you've hooked up with? Most of them, yeah, they suck at hand jobs. Mm. It's so hard. Hand jobs are very yeah. That's a it's a, it's a fine art. It <laughs> is. It's so hard to find a good one. And you know what I'm surprised at? Blow jobs. A lot of men suck at blowjobs, too. You have one. <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> <laughs> but you have one. How can you be bad? Yeah, I, I always thought that that was one of the benefits of being gay is, like, this man has a penis. I have a penis. He knows, you know, he shouldn't chew on my penis or something like that. Right. And for God's sakes, God gave you a tongue. Use it to lick a penis. I mean, for the love of Jesus. Yeah. What's wrong with you people? That's right. <laughs> And that's why I think prostitution should be legal. So I can get a good hand job mm. for ten dollars. Maybe know, twenty. <laughs> we just want to make people happy, folks. I know. So that's, that's all we're trying to do. That's right. And that's why we're so vilified. Much like the devil in the Garden of Eden, he just wanted to make them happy and now he'll be forever vilified. All he wanted was hand jobs for everybody. <laughs> Eve, eat this wanted. apple so you can know how to give me a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a snake. I'm very penis-like. You need to know how to do this. Oh, God, I had the best image in my head of, like, the back of a snake going up a girl's vagina and getting her off. Yeah, that's not going to happen. As, yeah, no, as but... a man who owns a snake as a pet, that's not going to happen. Is that a penis reference? <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe it is. What did I tell you about low expectations? We just went through this. <laughs> All right. You so... want to see my pet snake? Jesus Christ. Every time you say that to one of my friends, you know how excited they get? <laughs> God, you know, last night I was at a karaoke bar with Brad Bird Rudy Relic, who is an amazing musician. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, we're, he, we're doing all sorts of 
just belting it out kind of doo-wop and R&B songs. Especially him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he does. <laughs> I do a lot of doo-woppy stuff, and he does a lot of 80s cheesy r&b like luther vandross type of r&b oh god i can picture that yeah exactly <laughs> it's very funny but he's he's just completely getting macked on by all these girls who are just climbing all over him what happens to me i get a guy who comes up to me and the guy goes you guys are great singers and i'm like oh thanks and then he goes so you, the ladies are totally gonna go crazy for you i thought you might be into guys though <laughs> you know this seems to happen to you a lot maybe i should stop taking you to the gay bar <laughs> <laughs> maybe i should stop wearing leather to the gay bar <laughs> no don't do that that's what gets you the free beers that's <laughs> uh, true yeah play it up darren why not i play women it's, it's called uh reparations there you go. For all the men that had to buy you dinner, now you can buy me a few drinks. <laughs> and in the meantime, I'll pretend I'm straight and give you a little bit of cheap attention. <laughs> Cheers not, to that. Yeah. We're not dogs. We're wise. <laughs> hey, dogs aren't that stupid, okay? I'm just going to look at you. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, we're going to talk about... Sex workers. Sex work. That's why I went into sex this hand job thing. Slash work. And I find that you know, I find that term very interesting, sex work. I assume <laughs> that work is something that you do because you're you're sort of coerced to. You have to. Someone's paying you. You wouldn't have done it otherwise. Like, coal mining is work. No one wants to mine coal. No one wants to sit underground for an entire day breathing noxious fumes and chipping away at earth it's to a cheap find drugs. coal, right? But, it's a cheap high. What are you talking about? But <laughs> it's interesting when it gets combined with sex because, I mean, how much work is going on, really? And I know you're going to come to the defense of this. Yes, I am. <laughs> you can already see it bubbling in my eyes. I know, and this is this is a it, this is why I'm bringing it up. I think a lot of people look at it that way. Is it really work, or is it just exploitation of the sexual dynamics that exist? Both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I can going see to the golf clap in your eyes. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um of course they're the the workers and the pimps or the independent men and women who are just working it or in the brothels are they're exploiting the um the gender dynamic and the taboo and the system they're brilliant people there's a lot going on there it's yeah. very thick <laughs> and we were just talking you know, yeah you should have seen his look of excitement people thickness Oh God! I'm happy. <laughs> I love thickness. Oh, um, but we were just talking about how society really defines a lot of itself by accepting or rejecting that dynamic, and we have we live in a country where it's more or less illegal. Barring certain places, say yeah. like Las Vegas and that area. Yeah, but even then, even like, come on, in New York, how many big time people are caught with hookers and prostitutes and escorts who go the extra mile and the police look the other way? Isn't it interesting that in New York City, prostitution's illegal, 
But grab a village voice. Turn to the back. Yeah. What do you see? A million hooker ads. Mm-hmm. Not that I've so, ever so, called them. So, <laughs> it, it, what is going on there? How is it that this thing is illegal? And... At the same time, so above ground. It seems to be like uh, killing and drugs. Um, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> prostitution, prostitution kids, is like killing and drugs. It's just a part of society that, we, that everybody accepts. And depending on... A lot of prostitutes are smart. Like, there was one escort I was close with in Michigan who moved to New York and was smart enough to get into a brothel um, with a prestigious madame. Who where the clients are politicians and of course they are. right no one everyone knows what this woman does and she lives in a nice brownstone in manhattan mm-hmm. everyone knows her everyone knows what she does and everybody knows not to fuck with her because you fuck with her you just fucked with the political power well, she's of probably, new york city she's probably paying people off she's probably paying off cops with pussy. and politicians maybe with pussy yeah but um it's it's it, it, the black market it, it's to me if I can be Mr. Agent Provocateur for a second. Never. What it, what it is, is you're right. It is the same thing as drugs in the sense that the black market, much like prostitution, or mm-hmm. prostitution is the black market, but drugs, much like drugs, it is an element of the economy that can never be regulated and therefore needs to be taxed through criminality. But it and can be regulated. These uh, these countries, that fantastic article you posted on my Facebook about the Swedish boxes, it can be regulated. Um, my, but I just don't see why. Well, the Swedish boxes, they're not necessarily regulating it because th- while they they make it available and they accept it and they're taking fees from it, there's plenty of prostitution happening outside of the boxes. Well, of course, there's always they're making an attempt. To regulate it. Yeah, but also the brothels. Um, I think street walking is in and of itself still illegal. But don't quote me on that. I'm not quite sure. Um, Where? In Sweden or mm-hmm. here? Okay. Sweden. Or uh, most other countries in Europe that accept prostitution. Street walking is Wait, still... is it Sweden or Switzerland? I'm having a... I think both. Okay. Um, but Sweden has the, the sex boxes, if I remember right. Um, but street walking is still... Hooking is still illegal. You have to sign up for a brothel, and you have to get tested every month. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how they regulate things in Nevada, too. Right. Now, that's that's a fantastic idea, but I just don't see the point in regulating it. But <laughs> any major industry that exists is regulated by the state. Mm-hmm. And when it can't be, and cannabis is another great example, the state runs into a dilemma. What about porn? Did, did you hear about that porn star who had HIV? The tests weren't catching. He infected tons of other porn stars. No, I have not. Tell us more. All right. Um, there was a porn star. Well, I just did. But the por- there was a <laughs> there was a porn star who had HIV. The HIV test didn't catch it because this is why they tell you to get tested every four months, um, at least. This is get... a straight male porn star. Nope. A well, no, bi. Bye. Bye, man. So he did gay and well, I don't know his personal sexuality. Most porn stars won't tell you, um, but okay, he did. But straight for the purposes and, of porn, he, he did was... straight and gay. Okay. So you he infected a bunch of women and he did bareback porn on top of it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> and he infected a bunch of people with it. Um, but the law says they have to get tested all the time, and they do. A porn company can be shut down and lose its license um, if 
everybody isn't up to date with whatever medical facility the company chooses to go to. And, um, well, that didn't work out too well. But there's a new HIV test coming out, so a lot more people are going to be positive. Mm. Yay! <laughs> Fucking weirdos. <laughs> well, it's another topic. Yeah. But it's it's almost impossible to regulate that kind of behavior when it when it's uh, there. There's these people having sex that often with perfect strangers, and you're you're going to create a law that says, well, you have to wear a condom, you have to get tested every 30 days. Well, sure, for STDs and STIs that works, but not for HIV and AIDS. That's not going to work. Every 30 days? No. Yeah. If because the incubation period is much longer than 30 days. It could be up to 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not. Po- you may be positive for 10 years, and no one will ever know. And till 10 years from then. But <laughs> um, but you know, you can get a hole in the condom. The condom could break, and then you have to go and get the. Um, it's called the gay after pill. Uh, it's pretty much AIDS medication that they give you that you have to take for 30 days. So pretty much it's an assault on your body. You can't keep doing that. You will kill yourself if you have to keep getting the gay after pill. It's like the morning after pill for gay people. However, there have been a a handful of documented cases of HIV being cured. Only two of them are still cured. The rest, pop positive again. We only have two. Two out of a bunch of them. I'm sorry, two out of eight. And they did it through pharmaceuticals? Nope. They did it through vaccines? Nope. How did they do it? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Through, uh, shit, what was it? It it started off as an experiment with a bone marrow transplant. Oh, okay. Yeah, they they changed their DNA to have the the genetic immunity for it. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you're if you have an immune if you have a mutation that makes you immune to the bubonic plague you're also theoretically immune to HIV. So the two men who had AIDS and they cured, they're still they're called functionally cured. They're not going to call them cured. The fuck does that mean? Is it that means like we think you drunk? are. Yeah, <laughs> we think you are. We think you're cured. Okay. But the rest of them, they actually did the procedure on again. Can't they just take a phlebotomy and, and see that whether or not they have a T-cell count? But they read fine, but they're still not ready to call them cured. And the other people that pop positive again, they were cured for four or five years. And they had full-blown AIDS. So they went from full-blown AIDS to nothing. Off the medication, four years, pop back, but as undetectable. So it's like HIV again, but it's in remission. So now they're trying to figure out if... Kind of like syphilis. If you get syphilis once, you'll always pop positive for syphilis. Mm. Always. Which makes it a lot harder to find out if you actually have syphilis again. Um, so now they're trying to figure out, do they have HIV or do they just are they just pop, popping positive? Okay. Like, like the HIV is what doing what the AIDS denialists always say, that, well, it doesn't do anything, you just have it. So well, we've gone on a massive tangent because we're talking about how much can you regulate sex work, sex work, and it, the nature of it and everything. Um, you know, when when we talk about regulating sex work and we talk about preventing diseases, I don't really think that the state cares about of course not. the the outcome and the the well-being of people who are forced into regulation. Um, I think ultimately there's a cost-benefit analysis to the state that has to do with how profitable it is to keep it criminal versus how profitable it is to make it legal and regulated. 
And prostitution, um, like drugs, is far more profitable to be legally uh, to be legal and regulated than it is to keep it criminalized. Says who? What's the evidence of that? Oh, for prostitution? Yeah. Are you because kidding? they because don't make any money on keeping it criminalized. Sure, they do. They Besides, lock up prostitutes all the time, find them and harass them. And oh, for next to that's junk change compared to the taxes that they can collect. Look at Nevada. Look at Europe. Well, Oops. this is these are the experiments that we're engaged in, right? Because like we're gonna we're about to engage in one. I just did an episode of Agent Provocateur about this, but we're about to engage in one with Colorado and Washington, who have just formally legalize cannabis uh, and the intention is to see if if taxed and regulated this could help balance the budgets of both of these states i think it could to me it just seems sort of like common sense but then again human beings our brains are not built to be smart or logical yeah you ever heard that it's a question that's meant as a joke um, what weighs more, a pound of feathers or a pound of lead? Right. Yeah, exactly. Most people would say the pound of uh, the pound of lead. Well, no, they weigh the exactly the same. Right, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but it's an instinctual response. So when I say, well, it sounds like common sense, you can't really take that as anything because... The common sense isn't very common. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so your instincts are going to feed you bullshit knowledge because it sounds better and this is why we're misanthropes <laughs> i'm not a misanthrope i'm a realist yes yeah huh <laughs> a realistic misanthrope i have many reasons to be a misanthrope let's not go there anyway <laughs> sex work Sex we're really bad at staying oh, on topic. God, it's horrible. Here, hold on, another beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to drink about this now. <laughs> uh, but but uh, you know, I said earlier, and I'll stand by it a little bit. One of the positive aspects of modern feminism, one of the few, is <laughs> is the fact that. <clears throat> We have seen the rise of advocacy for sex work in the United States, and it's mostly coming out of the feminist movement. Yeah. I don't like their argument, but if they're winning the war, I'm not going to make too big of a fuss out of it. But you know what I mean? What do you mean, I don't like their argument? Um, they frame it as a patriarchal suppression men oppressing women. Oh, yeah. Well, that's their framing of everything. <laughs> hey, don't say it. Don't oppress me. <laughs> hey, hey, you patriarch, shut up. <laughs> so, but you know me with a stickler of arguments. Um, no, yeah, you're right. If But if they're winning the battle, and they seem to be, um, slowly but surely. I don't know how much they're winning. They're trying. They're winning academic circles, and if you look at civil rights movements, that's usually the first step. Sure. Next, Right. Well, once once you get the intelligentsia, the the intelligentsia. When I say the intelligentsia, I mean the portion of the population that is stable, paying taxes, generally affluent and educated. That is a a segment of the population that requires a lot of um, loyalty from the state mm -hmm. because they are very crucial to the state functioning. Yeah, and if you don't have their consent. If you look at revolutions, oftentimes it's that segment of the population turning against the state. Yeah. And they write something that makes sense to a slightly less smarter man. The less smarter man who happens to be very charismatic gets the rabble all riled up. 
catch yourself in right. revolution. I'm not sure what that has to do with smartness, but... <laughs> smartness. <laughs> Dude. Oh, God, Jim. Get out of here, Jim. Okay. Close the door. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, we're trying to do a radio show. Get out of here. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Get out! The fuck out of here! <laughs> anyway, I um... love this building. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. You didn't hear that, ladies and gentlemen. That's um, right. But um. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what were we talking about? Intelligence. No, we were talking about we were talking. Do- we were talking about academic influence and how that relates to re- radical changes in society. So uh, you're right. I, I agree with that assertion that if in academic circles sex work over time becomes more acceptable, it increases the chances of a, a radical revolution socially. Yes. Uh, not politically, but a social revolution in which the possibility of prostitution being and sex work being legal and acceptable way more plausible it seems um it seems at this point prostitution is uh, only about saving face i would never see a prostitute and then you know give your wife the new diamond necklace and toddle along with your with your whore like a good man um <laughs> uh, well lost it forgot where i was going with that oh god damn it ad <laughs> All this yeah. talk about sex, he can't keep a train of thought. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, se- it seems to be that it, there's not going to be too much in changing people's mind. At, at this point, it's all about saving See, face. See, you, you just brought up an interesting thing because you brought up the guy who's rich or the politician who, who actually benefits from the secrecy and illegality of sex work because he's cheating on his wife He'll or... He'll ruin his career. Yeah. If they find out. That's not much of a benefit. Well, but the thing is, if it were above ground, then... Well, let me put it this way. I think that the cloud of fear that the sex worker has above them also creates a cloud of secrecy. And that cloud of secrecy maybe has some benefits for people who are involved in transactions (laughs) quote unquote transactions with sex workers that are adulterous or scandalous maybe maybe there's a preacher like uh um um yeah i know who you're talking the guy um uh, he was an advisor to haggard yeah haggard yeah haggard here you got a guy who's railing on homosexuals and talking about railing on homosexuals (laughs) (laughs) talking about the pious values of of the bible and meanwhile he's smoking amphetamines with gay prostitutes good man i mean (laughs) um (laughs) and and right there i mean would he be able to do that would he feel secure in his transactions in his relationship with his sex worker if not for that cloud of secrecy and fear i can go to a clinic if i were a woman i could go to a clinic and get an abortion or i could still see a surgeon underground just because something's legal you can um let's take my mother for example you um she can buy pot legally in michigan Mm -hmm. and she does she's on medical marijuana right yeah yeah um 
Yeah, she's on medical marijuana. and But she can still go to the dealer and get pot like she used to before it was legalized. So it just... It, this, is it decriminalized in Michigan? No, just for and medical. It, okay. But, That's you know, if you have a okay. migraine, you can go and get some. Like California. Yeah. My buddy lived in California for two years, and he got a medical marijuana card. For you what? know who he is. Yeah, I know who he and is. And you know that he doesn't have any medical condition. Of course that would he justify... He's fucking nuts. I love the guy, <laughs> but he's nuts. That's why he needed it. He just <laughs> went in and said he couldn't sleep, and that he has anxiety. No one takes these laws seriously. Yeah. Uh, but And you can grow it in Michigan, too. Um, for the state, of course. But... Nothing would stop him from going to see a prostitute underground. And in Nevada, brothels refuse to give their client lists. They claim it's um, privileged because of health issues. And that argument has stood the test of court. Hmm. So. These are interesting times we live in, ladies and gentlemen. Hookers, drugs, war, disease, and global warming. I love it! <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day! Happy Valentine's Day! <laughs> You didn't give me any fucking chocolate. I know I didn't get you any fucking chocolate. Well, you got me a beer. That's, um... Yum, yum, yum. You get plenty of fudge on a daily basis. I, don't I knew that was fucking coming. <laughs> no, I give other people... F- no, I don't even do that. I am clean <laughs> as a whistle. Not today, because, you know, I made some fantastic food from the co-op, and that's just cleaning me out. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We are definitely past 15 minutes. We're at I, 24, we, I think I think we've sufficiently massacred St. Valentine's Day. What do you think? I think we're good for now. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope that uh, you came back from your romantic dinner, sat down, and uh, enjoyed uh, perhaps a libation or maybe a sweet hug with your sweetie and listened to us talk about genital mutilation and prostitution and hiv and really enjoyed yourself that's right and fudge packing and dick sucking and dick cutting and cheating Mm. on your wife Mm, cheating mm, on your mm. husband all those good good things the things that make us the most interesting species on the planet (laughs) you know hypocrisy (laughs) (laughs) all those wonderful things so I, I, I wish you all out there a wonderful looper, Kalia. I hope that, uh, men, you are spanking those women well. Uh, y- y- tops, spank your bottoms. Yes, please spank your bottoms. They need it. <laughs> <laughs> who else? Who else? What do we have to say to the lesbians out there? Anything? Uh, Get a man. <laughs> strap-ons. I hope you paddled your... Paddle your strap-ons. <laughs> you paddled your woman and well. make sure you give, um, what's a politically correct way to say it to a lesbian? Your domestic life partner a, a pretty hammer and a brand new flannel shirt. <laughs> yes. I hope you had all, a, all of those things. I hope you had a good time at Home Depot. <laughs> you sick women. And <laughs> one of these days I think I'm going to get shot instead of hit in the face. What shot do you think? by a dyke. What a way to go. I know. That'd be... That'd actually be quite fitting for my life, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I kind of would. I think if that happened, I would be like, well, you know, it was probably going to happen anyway. Uh, 
Anyway. <laughs> anyway, all right, we are done. Thank you for joining us for the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. We had a great time, right? I had, had a, a fantastic good time. time. Good. I hope we ruined your good time. Good night, <laughs> folks. <laughs> good night, guys. And that is going to do it for another show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you didn't, blame Adan and Darren. Because this is not my motherfucking fault. All right, no, seriously. Um, coming up is the Get to Know the Voices of Nine Cents, both Darren's episode, which is on Valentine's Day proper, the 14th of February, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So tune in to the Nine Cents YouTube channel, or you can check out on social media, and I'll post a link to the YouTube channel, which is essentially just a live hangout. And it's going to be between Darren and I, uh, bullshitting a little bit, you know, a little bit about Darren. Get a little little more in-depth detail about him, because you never get enough, right? And two days later, on Sunday the 16th, Jesse is going to be joining me for a live video episode. That's right, the Get to Know the Voices of Nine Cents Jesse edition, and that's going to be at, uh, I believe it's 6 p.m. <laughs> you know, it's actually 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So again, check out the YouTube channel and get all your information there. Uh, I really appreciate these, uh, the interaction that I get from you guys, the audience, for these episodes. These episodes were your idea um, collectively, and it is you who's driving this, your questions. So if you have any last-minute questions as you're hearing this, you have a full week to get them to me. Send all questions to info at 9centspodcast.com, and we will uh, address it on the air. And if you cannot tune in, again, I will be producing these, uh, putting them together as standalone videos, and they're going to be featured on on the website 9centspodcast.com and also on the YouTube channel so you can always review them if you can't tune in live. But if you do tune in live, you can actually interact with us during the conversation. You can submit your questions live on the air, comment, communicate with the rest of the folks that are tuning in. It's going to be a good time and I hope you have the opportunity to join us. And again, you get to see our ugly mugs or in some of our cases, well, let's be honest in everyone but my case, they're beautiful mugs. So tune in to check those out. Uh, That alone is worth the price of admission, which, by the way, is fucking nothing. So (laughs) it's definitely worth it. And because this is the time of year where my anniversary rolls around and Valentine's rolls around, I have to say a very special I love you, baby, to my wife. We've been married for quite some time. We're nearing our 20 years here in a couple years. And it's surprising. Uh, We were high school sweethearts. Uh, It's surprising to me that we are able to stay together as long as we have um, with the uh, sexual passion that we still have for each other, the uh, attention that we share uh, towards each other, our our genuine care and concern about the other's well-being. And though, uh, you know, I I do uh, goof around on the air a lot, Um, I do uh, joke around about marriage in and of itself, I couldn't be happier, and I'm I'm very thrilled that that uh, baby you've you've put up with me. I'll say, um, and you know, like every year, I'm gonna do a little bit of a uh, a two step here for the music, uh, and I hope you dig it. Um, I've done this one before, but <clears throat> you know, it's it's fitting because I I I can't uh, I can't do this without wanting to touch you and and hold you and taste you. I won't dance, don't ask me, I won't dance, don't ask me, I won't dance, 
Mad I'm with you. My heart won't let my feet do things that they should do. You know what? You're lovely. You know what? You're so lovely. And oh, what you do to me. I'm like an ocean wave that's jumped on the shore i feel so absolutely stumped on the floor when you dance you're charming and you're gentle especially when you do that continental but this feeling isn't purely mental so heaven rest us I am not asbestos, and that's why I won't dance. How could I? I won't dance. Why should I? I won't dance. Merci beaucoup. I know that music leads the way to romance. So if I hold you in my arms, I won't dance. <laughs> and we rarely do. <laughs> um... I love you, baby doll. All right, that's going to do it for another show, peeps. I hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear from you. Visit the website, 9centspodcast.com, and send your correspondence to info at 9centspodcast.com. Let us know of any suggestions, critiques, corrections, or general comments you might have. Spread the word about 9 Cents. I appreciate those of you who do. You share the status updates for my weekly show notes, and that's great. You share the videos as they go live on YouTube, and that's fantastic. Think about telling a friend outside of social networks, a real-life individual, because let's remember, Satanism is about real-world experience. It is not about internet communication. It is not about cult followership. It demands study and not worship. If you'd like to learn more about the Church of Satan, visit churchofsatan.com. And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this Valentine's Saint Day Massacre Day Saint with the side of Satan in the day. <laughs> Lubricalia, maybe? I don't know. Um, thank you, Aden. Thank you, Darren. I truly appreciate the time that you spent doing this episode. Uh, thank you, Aaron and Jesse, for contributing uh, the little segments that you contributed. I really, truly appreciate it. And for the rest of you, next week is another traditional episode of Nine Cents. I hope you tune in. Until then, once again, my name is Adam Campbell. Thank you for joining me. And until next week, Hail Satan! Hail Satan!